What's up, Beyond the Game fam? I am Brandon Barnes, your host, and in today's episode, I am incredibly excited to introduce to you not just an accomplished athlete, but a former teammate of mine, a friend of mine, and a multifaceted talent who's ventured beyond the diamond. Let's dive into the story of Xavier Scruggs. For those tuning in who might not be familiar with Xavier's journey, let me paint you a little picture. Xavier, or X, is affectionately known all over the country showcases prowess on the baseball diamond, transitioning from a stellar collegiate career at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, to the global stage of MLB. At UNLV, his bat spoke volumes. With an impressive 328 average, 34 home runs, and 112 RBIs spanning over just three years, it was no surprise that the St. Louis Cardinals saw his potential and drafted him in 2008. Throughout his professional journey, Xavier donned multiple jerseys from the Cardinals and the Marlins in the MLB to the NC Dinos in South Korea, and he also made his mark in the Mexican Professional League. But in 2020 marked a new inning for him. Hanging up his cleats, Xavier embraced the role of an ESPN analyst, bringing his unique insights to monumental sporting events, such as the World Series, the Little League World Series, and the MLB All-Star Game where he was on the red carpet. Now, for what you all have been waiting for, let's dive in and welcome Xavier Scruggs to the show. Welcome, X. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, you're, you've been one of the guys that I've, I've looked at when I made my transition. Um, just what you did to start your, your whole brand, your personal brand was awesome to me. Um, I just want to thank you for coming on, onto the show today. And uh, what's up? What's uh, what's the latest with X? And uh, what have you been up to? And, uh, what's how's life been treating you post Diamond? Hey man, I appreciate you having me. First and foremost, it's always good to be able to catch up a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been crazy, man. It's just a lot of fun. You know, kind of diving into this media side and still learning a lot about the television side and and broadcasting and all that with. MLB, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's a good way, as you know, to be able to kind of keep in contact with a lot of the guys that we played with, guys that we played against, um, and kind of find a way to stay in the game and have some influence in the game. So it's been fun for me, and uh, man, excited to catch up with you and and, and dive in here. Yeah, brother. Um, how's the family? You know, big family guys. So uh, how's the family? How the kids? Uh, daughter yeah. now? I know she's got you wrapped around her finger. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy having a, a girl now after having two boys. Um, but I appreciate you. The fam is is good. Everybody is um is super blessed. Um everybody's healthy. And uh yeah, man, everybody's got me running in different directions. Obviously, a, a huge, huge thanks to the wifey. As much as I'm traveling, uh she's holding it down as you know. Um, but yeah, the daughter thing is different, man. It's a different love. Everybody was kind of telling me about it, but it is different and I'm enjoying it. Um, it it's got that soft, it's got me turning a lot softer than I ever thought I could turn, man. I've already softened in general, but now I'm just like melted. Yeah. You're just like marshmallow now, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, I, for me, the coolest thing about X, um, is you were one of the guys immediately, like, when I retired, all I saw was content, content. You're creating all this content about baseball, um, you know, your life, just just everything. And I was like, dude, what's this guy doing? And I just saw your your brand uh, evolve. And I saw, you know, ESPN picking you up. 
MLB tonight. Um, and it's just what ignited that passion for you to create content? Um, and what was your mission behind it? Yeah. Um, and as soon as I kind of thought about, you know, what was next after baseball, um, I got an opportunity to kind of uh, sit back and especially in 2020 when everybody was kind of sitting at home and just seeing um, the world from inside. And I noticed that, you know, everybody's on their phones, everybody's kind of glued to some sort sort of social media. And I, it, it's funny that you say the word brand because I felt like I hadn't quite grown a brand. Um, I, I knew that it was important to have an influence as as a professional athlete, I knew it was important to use a platform and all I wanted to do was kind of grow what that platform might look like. Um, and I thought that was important to do. And I, I wasn't sure how to do that, but I saw that social media was kind of one of those ways to reach out to people and be able to connect with people and network with people that you may not have come in contact with. And I felt like that was a way for me to express what I was interested in, what I was passionate in. And I, I never knew it would kind of grow into this, but at the same time, I know that, you know, putting yourself out there, a, a lot of good things come come with that. And as much as athletes, we try to, you know, stay closed off and, and really try to stay to ourselves and stay focused and almost tunnel vision on what we have to do. I knew that ultimately, whatever that next transition would be, I would have to put myself out there and almost be uncomfortable doing some things and kind of telling my story. And, and that was something that was important for me. It was something I had to learn. Uh, but at the same time, it was obviously something that was extremely positive and, and opened a lot of doors that I, I had no, uh, no idea that could be opened. Absolutely, man. I, you know, I think, the doors that it opened for you were, were huge. Obviously, ESPN, MLB, the the Little League World Series. You know, you're on, you're walking red carpet over at the All Star Game. Um, that was huge. <laughs> that was, you know, for me, when I made my transition and I got into real estate and uh, I wanted to start building my own brand around that. You know, yeah. I still looked at you as one of those guys that was creating this this content that was engaging and. So I was like, shoot, I, I got to call X. I got I got to figure out what what he's doing, what's going on with this content, how to help me out. Because, um, you know, we, we played baseball for so long. That's all we knew. Um, yeah. For you, you know, staying that side of baseball, but but on the other side is awesome. But creating a brand around real estate where I had no idea what I was doing. It was great to, to piggyback off some ideas you had for me and just the uh, – you know, go for it. Just, just put it out there and the world will tell you if it's good or not. Yeah. I think that was, you know, kind of the motivating factor is um, as you mentioned, everybody's going to have a different, you know, profession. Everybody's going to have a different passion, um, you know, and you may not even know what that passion is once you kind of transition into that next part of life. Um, but I felt like it was important to give back. And I felt like whenever you kind of give back and, and provide value for people, um, people gravitate towards that. I know that I gravitate towards that. And, and that's something that was always important to me. Um, and it was funny because my wife was kind of the one that, that was like telling me that I should start kind of doing some things for social media, including a podcast, which I had no, you know, no real interest in doing, but it was, it was 2020 and I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I kind of get my voice out there a little bit more and, and be able to give back um, and, and, and provide that value. And so I started trying to do the little things 
um, that could kind of build along the way. And I think that's exactly what you're you in the process of doing, what you've done extremely well on that real estate front. Um, it's kind of showing people, okay, what are the steps that can help somebody understand and, and gravitate towards you and be able to say, okay, let me reach out to Brandon and try to figure out more about this. It, it all starts, you know, on, on the ground and it all starts making those little steps and those connections. And I feel like that's what we relate with. Yeah, man. It, it's, uh, it's one of those things where I was, I was scared to put myself out there in certain ways, right? Like I didn't want to mm. like that, that, you know, to, to be honest, that douchey real estate agent, right. That, that right, right. only cares about the sale um, and, and his commission where, you know, the reason I got into this, cause I was always interested in, in real estate, like investing and that stuff and, and saw my career and the way I kind of ruined it with, with my money and not uh, putting it into appreciating assets. And, you know, I've taken that in, in this podcast and, and I kind of want to help guys out, you know, with the transition period, as well as like, what are you doing financially to prepare yourself for that day where the last game's played? There's no W-2, right? There, there's no way to buy a house. Um, how are yeah. you, how are you making money? Because, you know, not all of us are 10, 20, 30, hundred million dollar players. Some of us were just grinders like you and me who were stoked to get to play in the big leagues. And now we're trying to figure it out afterwards. So, um, what helped you prepare um, for the transition into real life, into a new career? Um, you know, how did you set yourself up financially or was it just like, hey, let's go for it? Yeah, I think one of those things was just, as you mentioned, kind of being a grinder and knowing that, OK, I'm probably not going to be sitting here playing 15 years in the big leagues and, and collecting a check, a big check every single year. So what can I do while I'm playing or, or looking at this transition towards what I'm good at in the next part of life? Um, and that was something I really had to sit down with and think about, um, you know, and kind of put the pieces together, not just myself, but like asking people around me, what is something that I can, that I could be good at later on? What is something that, um, you know, you think that, that I, that's something that comes naturally to me. Um, and so that kind of helped start that process. But at the same time, I, I'm very blessed because I had, um, you know, parents and still have parents that very influential when it came to kind of spending, when it came to to money. Um, you know, my dad is like one of those guys that's always been harping on me and and, and talking about saving and, and putting my money in the right assets and investments and whatnot. Um, even though I don't want to listen to him all the time, but it, it's always been something that's in the back of my head. Um, because watching him go about the way he does real estate and watching about watching how he um, was able to kind of turn what his everyday job was into uh, being able to afford multiple homes and, and being able to uh, retire at, at a at a good age and be able to relax like those are the things that that motivated me as well so I tried to think about, you know, how are some of the other ways that I could make money? And and if that's leaning on a financial advisor as well and kind of learning, um, you know, the different ways to be able to create assets and put my money into assets, that was something that was kind of always in the back of my head um, because I knew I wasn't going to make a boatload of money like maybe some guys in this game. So uh, that's initially how I kind of got started and thinking about those things. And then taking the steps towards those things was more more so the the challenge, right? Is like you you can always think about those things, but taking those actual steps um, 
was tough to do because you, you think baseball kind of lasts forever. But at the same time, you realize that, you know, what you mentioned, if you don't, if you don't have a job right after baseball, what are you going to do with your money? And how are you going to make money to, to continue to live off of that? And if you have a family, how are you going to look at school down the line for your kids? Like those were some of the things that I had to continue to ask myself and kind of seek help for. Absolutely, man. And, you know, for me, you go, you go, for me, it was always like my family, my family, how am I going to, you know, provide for my family? How am I going to make sure that all three of my kids are eating that night, you know, and, you know, having that grinder mentality was something that I learned in baseball. You know, I, I took me right. seven and a half years to get to the major leagues only because I grinded harder than everybody else out there. You know, I wasn't the most talented. Um, I couldn't hit very well, but I could play defense. Um, so I knew to play off some strengths, but. Before we dive back into our conversation, I want to take a moment to talk about a topic that's close to my heart. It's called How's My Teen Driver, and it's a new startup company that's looking to save the lives of teen drivers nationwide. And as someone who's played on fields with high stakes, I know the importance of safety, and this doesn't just apply to athletes, but mostly to our young ones on the roads as well. Did you know motor vehicle crashes are a leading cause of injury and death for teens and young adults in the U.S.? With most teen driver crashes being due to reasons like cell phones, distractions, and especially speeding, these stats from AAA and NNVA are staggering. Cell phone use while driving is highest among 15 to 24-year-olds, and texting while driving alone claims 11 teen lives every single day. That's where How's My Teen Driver comes in. This company is not just about accountability, but about preventing these unnecessary accidents and deaths. Their passion is teen safety. They've developed an innovative SMS instant notification system, giving parents peace of mind and allowing them to be a part of their teen's journey towards responsible driving. The principle is simple but powerful. By placing a How's My Teen Driver sticker on your teen's car, other drivers become more mindful of these young drivers on the road and it adds an extra layer of accountability. This isn't about spying or mistrusting our teens. It's about collectively ensuring they have a safe environment to grow and learn as drivers. But remember, the target isn't just our teens, it's us, the parents, looking out for them, caring for their safety, and hoping to give them every advantage to avoid a preventable accident. So, please join me in supporting How's My Teen Driver, and their mission to create a secure environment for young ones on the road. Let's make a positive impact in our lives and the lives of those around them. Use my code www.howsmyteendriver.com btg and sign up today. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, getting into the real estate side, man, um, you know, obviously I'm into real estate. We've talked a little bit about it. Are you invested in real estate? I'm currently not invested in real estate. Um, that is one area where I'm looking to continue to learn from. Um, and I think me and you had the conversation about my dad kind of telling me, hey, like, let's let's lock in once you get retired. And I was trying to learn a little bit about it uh, while I was playing. But he was like, let's lock in once you're retired and you want to really commit yourself to, you know, being able to make those investments and, and learn and put 110 percent into that. Um then let's start doing that. And that's something that we've kind of had those conversations about. Um, investments in other areas have been very profitable for me. 
Um, so I've been, I've been blessed in that sense, but at the same time, real estate is something that I, I need to lean in and, and learn from. And, and you'll be one of the guys that I'm, I'm learning from, uh, as we speak. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a, it, you know, for me, it's, it's something that I wish I would have known back when I played because, you know, yeah. I, I did play parts of six years in the major leagues and I made decent money. Um, but I've got nothing to show for it. Um, and, and I just want, other players, other young guys, you know, whether you're making millions of dollars or you're, you're making league minimum or even a minor leaguer who's making decent uh, free agent money, you can still use yeah. the, that, that paycheck to, to start building your wealth because when the game ends, it's a lot harder to start than when you actually have a paycheck coming in, you have that W2. Um, so for me, it was, okay, how am I going to provide value to these guys that don't know anything. So it's, it's this right here, this mm. talk, it's, you know, my social media, but I need guys to understand that it's, it's not only a benefit of, of generating wealth. If you're making a lot of money, it's a good place to hide taxes. Right. So mm-hmm. know right. That you can, you know, you go buy a, a $500,000 house, you put down a hundred thousand dollar down payment. You just hit a hundred thousand dollars from the government. Thank you. So, you know, right, it's, it's not right. the generational wealth, which is always because my goal is to have three houses, um, just three houses for my kids. So they can learn mm-hmm. to either, you know, run it as an Airbnb, a long-term rental, or, hey, look at daddy worked his butt off. Here you go. Here's a house. Take care of it and uh, start building your own wealth. Um, because, you know, my parents... Yeah haven't left me much um you know we didn't come from the best area i didn't come from money so being able to learn these things uh financial literacy um stocks bonds you know roth iras all these things have have just been racing in my mind since i retired and i think it's something that guys need to to honestly start thinking about before they even get close to retiring yeah no i completely agree um i think that that's something you know that can also you know, it, and what's tough is sometimes as players, and you know this too, as an athlete, it's we so much depend upon ourselves a lot of the times to to do something, you know, selfishly and and being focused on okay, how can I get better? Um, I think that's a part of being able to say, okay, I need to ask questions. You know, I need to continue to learn. I need to learn about things off the field. Um, you mentioned in financial literacy that I think that's one of the most important things that we have to continue to stay educated on because, you know, we don't continue to build wealth or we don't continue to be smart about our our money, our spending habits, our savings uh, without financial literacy. And I think that, you know, a lot of times as athletes, if we can be able to even athletes that have played former athletes, if we can be able to kind of get into the minds of the guys playing now and how they can use what they have, use the platform that they're, they have right now to continue to build that, to continue to take the steps towards that. Uh, that's going to be huge for them moving forward. Absolutely, man. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, a big part of transitioning from baseball is finding your new routine or kind of finding what's next and how to seamlessly intertwine that into your new life, your new job, your new career, whatever it may be. Um, What do you focus on? What is your strategy? Did you have to start all over or did you kind of use the things you, you learned in baseball? Um, You know, whether it be the hustle, the grind, the discipline, the focus, 
what did you use to to build your routine right now? Because I know most of us, us baseball players, we're so dang routine oriented. Like me, it's it's the same thing every morning from 5.30 to I think about 11 o'clock. Same thing every single day. I have to do it or my day just, it gets away from me. What about you? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, that's one of those areas in which after baseball, um, I was able to kind of feel free from. Like, I, I felt like baseball had to be so routine-based that actually when I left baseball or when I was retired, I, I felt more free because I could build a routine doing different things. And I, I didn't feel like I had to work, you know, necessarily at a certain time every day. I felt like, okay, I could – I can work at this time, but then also if I, if I still feel energy late at night, 11 PM, okay, I can work from 11 PM to 2 AM. Like, so I think actually the, the retirement aspect and the transition aspect opened my mind to different routines and different possibilities and, and kind of being able to be creative in that sense as well. So I guess if I could give, uh, advice to athletes that are transitioning or thinking about that new thing is like, don't feel like you have to be stuck to a routine just because you've done a routine every single day of your life, you know, feel like you can use something different in that sense. Like if, if 5 30 AM to 10 AM and that time slot works perfect for you, use that routine. But if you feel like, okay, I'm kind of lulled out of that, or, or I'm, I'm starting to get a little bored with that. And I feel like I'm getting energy at a different part of the day. Don't be afraid to switch up that routine. Um, I think that that's important to remember too. But I think that, you know, as you have, and you know this too, as you have a family and people to support, that routine may get thrown out of whack a little bit. And it may change every now and then because of outside factors too. So um, I would say that that's one thing that I've had to learn is, okay, you know, now this routine ain't all about me, right? It's it's about the the family that I have. It's about making sure that the priority is the other people that are in my life and uplifting them and, and trying to create great opportunities for them. Um, so that's something that I've had to learn the hard way because, you know, baseball is so easy for us to say, hey, I need to be focused on my routine. I need to do what I need to do. Now, it's not just my routine. It's it's everybody that I'm in contact with routine. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's It's... That's I think that's a big reason why I wake up so early now. You know, baseball see I was 10, 10 30. You know, I don't want to go 10, yeah. 10 for 30. So I woke up at 10 30. But now mm -hmm. it's like five, five, five thirty. You know, the alarm goes up, I jump out of bed. Um, because I want to get things done before my kids get up. Um, I want to make yeah. sure I'm able to, you know, at lunchtime be able to spend that time with them. Or, you know, if it's hey, we're gonna go to the water because mm -hmm. it's 105 degrees outside. Like I've already done some work, <laughs> I've already got some things in my you know my routine's been prepared I, I've, I've crushed that this morning so okay let, let me go have some free time take the day off you know go spend the time with the family but absolutely what you're saying man i, I think we got to build it when you transition around the people that mean the most to you which is you yeah know, for me and i think for you it's it's our kids it's our wives um that's huge but another mm -hmm. aspect for me is you know, I've, I always still feel like an athlete. Like I, I'm always going to be an athlete deep down inside. And a way for me to, to, to keep that going is working out. Like I freaking love mm. it. Like I die. Mm -hmm. if, I, if I don't work out that day, like it ruins my day. Like I'm in a bad mood. Yeah. Um, 
is that something that you've kept going? Like you have a, a strict routine when it comes to working out or I know you travel a lot. So how do you fit that into to, for your lifestyle? Yeah, I think, you know, that's one of the things that's really important for me because um, I've had to find almost a different motivation for, for working out because it's easy to kind of get yourself into this idea that, okay, I don't have to work out because it's not a part of my profession anymore. But now it's, it, it, it almost seems more important to me because of the health factor, right? And being able to stay healthy for uh, the longevity of, of living life, be, being with my family. So now that's something that's extremely important for me. Um, when you talk about like getting up first thing in the morning, that's kind of like where my focus goes. Okay, um, how much time do I need to to get into this to this workout? You know, what what can I do to get active early uh, to start my day? And I think that's one of those things that helps me have energy throughout the rest of the day, um, knowing that I got that workout in or knowing that I was able to do the, the movement or the cardio, whatever it may be, even mobility and flexibility, all that stuff. Um, that's something that I try to do early in the morning uh, and, and try to knock it out because I think that also another, another thing is, that was one thing I always saw my my parents doing is like working out, especially my dad early in the morning. He would take me to the gym once I got to that age. But it was like, OK, I know that was a priority for my dad. And I've seen how that's helped him and his life and his health. And I want that to be a part of what I do every day as well. So my kids can see the importance of it as well. And they can grow up and say, OK, this was something that 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 I like doing or I like spending time doing with dad as well. Absolutely, man. It's. That's so cool because, you know, I think my my oldest daughter, my my 12-year-old, she she goes to the gym with my wife three days a week. Um, it just you know, cool. she's she's seen us do it and she's like, I want to do that. Like I want to work out with you guys. And and for me as a dad, like there's nothing better than seeing your kids want to want to create healthy habits in their life. Mm, yeah. I think that's that's a win for us as as parents, as, as a dad, as a as a girl dad, like getting my kid in the gym, you know, she's playing volleyball now, but her wanting to be there is way better than me having to push her. So that, right. I love that about the whole aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. how, um, you know, talking about another transition piece, but how the skills and disciplines that you learned in baseball transition hmm. into what you're doing right now with ESPN, um, MLB, you know, all, all those things you've got going on, creating content still. I still see it every day. Um, you're one of my biggest followers. So what what is that 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 baseball life mentality taught you for real life? Yeah, I think one of the big things, and I'm sure you might say this too, is like the discipline aspect of it, right? Like nobody's gonna push you more than yourself, you know, and if you if you don't feel motivated, then it may not get done to the way that you want it done. So like for me, preparation is so important, um, you know, whether it be kind of diving into a player swing or diving into how a team has been performing over the last week and a half, um, just being able to study up on what I need to do. And I think that goes the same for like playing the game of baseball. You're trying to study and learn what the opposing pitcher does well to where you can be able to combat that. Um, if you're not prepared, then you may not feel confident in the box. You may not feel like you are going to get the best outcome once the game actually starts. So I feel like that that discipline, that preparation is so important. Um, I would also say just the idea of learning from your mistakes, right? I think that that's one thing we do all the time in baseball is, 
okay, what did I struggle with that day or what have I been struggling with and what can I now apply to it? And I think an example for me would be, you know, when I'm first early on kind of getting into this media space and trying to learn, um, okay, watching, re-watching videos of myself talking about somebody's swing or re-watching content of myself. Um, okay, I feel like I didn't sound good there. How can I make that adjustment? It, it's all the same, man. And I, I feel like that's what keeps it competitive. It's like watching and learning. You, you Okay, I'm, I'm watching Barry Bonds' swing from back in the day. What can I put into my game that maybe he has that I can just apply something small or take from Ryan Howard or take from so-and-so and apply it to my game? That goes the same for what I'm doing now. And I think, you know, that could probably be same, the same for a lot of different professions. If you're learning from somebody that you enjoy watching do it or you enjoy knowing that they've had success, what can I take from them and apply to my game? Um, those are all the things that I feel like have been extremely important for me. But then also having the faith to to let it let it happen, right? Don't, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Go enjoy it. Yeah, be, be loose. Um, and just go out there and do it. Yeah, man. That's I, I read this book um, when I retired because I, I was doing some art stuff, and um, I read this book called Steal Like an Artist. And mm. yeah, I use it for for every little venture I get into, every little business I, I'm, I'm a part of. Um, I take the best parts of what other people are doing and make it my own. Um, mm -hmm. That's what artists do all around the world, um, and so it's been great to to be able to learn from that. Um, but as we, we kind of break it down here in the show, we end, um, I want to ask you what pieces of wisdom or a piece of wisdom do you have for athletes that are teetering on the brink of retirement or transitioning into a new career for any athlete out there? You know, what's a piece of advice that you could, could give? Yeah, I think uh, one of the pieces of advice I would give is, you know, learn what your strengths are outside of playing. Um, a, a lot of times we forget that, we have strengths outside of our sport. And I think that, you know, you may not know exactly what those are today in this moment, but you can have the ability to go figure those things out. And that's one of the first things that I had to do after playing is, okay, kind of building a three circle prong type thing. And, and one circle was, okay, what am I passionate about? Is that music? Is that um, fashion? Is that uh, speaking? Um, what what does that look like? And then another circle, right, that, that coincides with the other one and intertwines with it. What what do other people say that I'm passionate about? Or what do other people say that I'm good at? And, and that causes you to ask people questions and ask your parents or ask your loved ones, ask your, your wife or fiance, girlfriend, what, what do you think that I'm good at? And then putting those together and seeing ultimately what are those things that lined up on both sides and, and figuring out, okay, so if I'm, if I know that I'm good at, at communication or public speaking, and I know that I'm passionate about baseball, how can I combine those together? And that was, that was the deal for me. And I think everybody's going to be different, right? Right. If you have, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in real estate and I'm interested in teaching like, okay, let, let me figure out a way to teach real estate to maybe some people that don't quite understand it. So those are things that you can do as a, as, as you transition to figure out what your strengths are. And then ultimately, once you figure out those, you can continue to go on that path and even your weaknesses, strengthening those weaknesses that you think that may not be good. Okay. One day I can get them to the level in which they turn into strengths. That's what I would advise. Dude, spot on, man. It's uh, 
you know, I, I used that same type of method, but I kind of re, re reverse engineered where I wanted to be in 10 years, mm. just worked my mm-hmm. way back. How am I going to get there where I want to be in 10 years? And then just work my way back. But I did, you know, I've even set up some things, you know, beyond the game is I'm going to take this bigger. It's, it's going to be um, pretty cool what I've got in the works, but I've got some different things where, like you said, man, you, you create these bubbles. What am I good at? What are my weaknesses? How do these things line up? And and you can yeah. process of this is what I'm going to do because I'm passionate about it. I love it. And I'm freaking good at it, um, which is awesome that you spoke on that because that's right where um, beyond the game is headed. Um, X man, you are freaking awesome, brother. I, I appreciate it. And as we wrap up, I'm eager to know what is on the horizon for Xavier Scruggs. Uh, what's on the horizon, man. Uh, that's, that's a good question. I'm trying to learn what's on the horizon for me too. But, uh, I, I guess in the immediate future, I'm, I'm excited. I got little league world series coming up here. Um, you know, postseason coverage will be coming soon as, as, as we kind of move into, toward the end of this baseball year. And then um, we'll see next year. I'm, I'm excited to see what, where this kind of can take me. I feel like I'm still in the learning stages, uh, but I'm excited to see how far I can go with it. Hopefully, hopefully get back to podcasting like you, man. I like just oh. doing the podcast. I haven't done it in a while. Man, I, I love it because you, you, I get to catch up with my guys and, and, and just learn more from other people. I think that's the biggest thing is, is knowledge is wealth man and then the more we yeah. can each other is great and that brotherhood a lot of us only trust the brotherhood um because right. you know it's so small um but with that being said man I, it's it's a pleasure of mine to have you on here where where can everybody see your content because if you're watching this show go check out x's content if you're a baseball fan go check it out but it's dope where can they find you yeah, man, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all at Xavier underscore Scruggs. Um, definitely ESPN and MLB Network. And I'm I'm trying to, you know, put stuff out every day. So definitely uh, stay tuned. Yes, sir. What's what's your show on uh, MLB? MLB ne- uh, Network off base, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern on weekdays. Go check it out, my guy, Xavier Scruggs. Brother, it's a <laughs> pleasure. I love you, man. Keep doing your thing, and uh, we'll chat soon. That's love, man. Appreciate you for having me. All right, brother. To all the listeners out there, what a treasure of insights and reflections. Xavier's story truly underscores that while one chapter might end, a riveting sequel awaits. His dedication, his discipline, and unwavering spirit are proof that new avenues can emerge if you're willing to embark on them. A massive thank you to X for pulling back the curtain on his journey If today's chat really resonated with you, or if you think it could inspire someone inside your circle, please do subscribe and share it with them. That's how we keep amplifying these impactful stories. So from my end, I promise to keep bringing you more tales that blur the lines between sports and real life. Until then, keep exploring, keep grinding, and most importantly, go out and build the life you have always dreamed of.